This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, happy snow day, friends. Welcome aboard Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. Uh, I tell you what, this is very much our Plan A show today. I think we got a great show for you, 403-974-8255. Uh, let's start with the conversation yesterday at City Hall about... Plan B, as they've been calling it, the ongoing saga around a proposed new arena for the city of Calgary. Of course, the Calgary Flames in the summer of 2015 unveiled their proposal for Calgary Next. And here we are now in 2017, where maybe we're looking at going in a different direction. We got some details yesterday on what that different direction might look like, a proposed arena in Victoria Park, just north of the current location of the Saddle Dome. So, want to get some reaction from someone who certainly is a big player in this uh, in this whole conversation. Ken King is the president and CEO of the Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation, of course, owners of the Flames and the Stampeders. Ken, thanks so much for coming in here today. Appreciate it. Thrilled to be here. Thanks, Rob. Okay, so you were uh, at City Hall yesterday getting uh, getting briefed uh, along with the rest of City Council on this. So you, you, give me Well, a... I was an observer. They weren't briefing me. <laughs> I, I was well, really you, observing well, okay. their process. Did did they hear anything differently from from what you heard? Do, do you think they have more information than, nope. than what you? No, nope, not at all. No, okay. I, this was very reflective of the discussions we've yeah. been having. All right, and so w- w- what was your takeaway? Um, I was encouraged that that a it, uh, I think this is part of the requirement for city administration. I think they need to get it in front of council. I think they need to to provide as much information as they possibly can relative to the discussions that have been going on, what they're thinking about. I think it's also an opportunity for the public to see it. And, and we're very anxious for the public to understand all aspects of this and any element associated with what we're trying to do. So I, I, I think it was a useful meeting or a useful session in council. Um, and I, I think it provided some value. All right. Well, I mean, is it possible, do you think, that, that a deal can be reached regarding a Victoria Park project? I think it's possible. Um, we agreed to try um, last October, mm-hmm. we were about to do a comparison on Calgary Next, as you know, yeah. and um, and uh, Victoria Park, which was their preferred option. Our preferred option was Calgary Next and West Village. They asked us, would we... Actually, they asked us if we'd put Calgary Next on ice. Mm-hmm. We said we would not, but we would pause it. Lots of jokes have been made about sleeping parrots and yes. and <laughs> pausing and everything else, but um, uh, we just thought it was reasonable. People were kind enough and gracious enough to listen to our proposal on West Village. We thought it would be very reasonable and, and respectful to listen to a proposal from the city on Victoria Park. Right, because shortly after you presented Calgary Next, you'd suggested that there really wasn't a plan B. There wasn't. From, from our standpoint, there wasn't, no. Did that mean that you didn't envision a plan B or simply that there wasn't one on the table? I think I, somebody smarter than me made a, a wonderful comment. They said the, the greatest detriment to plan A is having a plan B. Okay. Uh, I think you want to stick to your guns on your primary plan, but um, plan B came emanated from the city. I think it has merit. I think there there are aspects of it that we understand what they're trying to build in Victoria Park and uh, and that we would be an integral, maybe even the fulcrum, maybe even the key part of of that. So so we get that. And we understand that. And because of that, we need to listen closely. Right. Well, and from the Flames' perspective, then, if, if you're looking to partner with the city, and, and the city has, let's call it a pet project in Victoria Park, does it, doesn't it make sense from the, the team's perspective to say, well, what, what can we do there? If that's what it yep. takes to get the city on board. Quite right. Right? Quite right. Yeah. Uh, but let me ask you this, too, because 
you know, th- this Sega goes back many years, and th- there was talk for a while, even going back a decade, that maybe Victoria Park was the original planet, that there were discussions about building a new arena. There Was that in the, the discussion at some point? And that was not in a discussion with the city. That was part of our discussion. When we, when uh, this first germinated, we knew at some point we were going to have to plan for this eventuality, sure. obviously. It, yeah. It's a... It's a capital asset that at some point, uh, as most capital assets do, needs to be replaced. And we looked at uh, probably five different sites on or about and around the Stampede Grounds and, and that type of thing. Uh, looked at uh, f- suburban sites, which we didn't look at very closely and very often because I, I think this needs to be an urban location, downtown location. I think everybody agrees with that. Those cities that have tried to, to be smarter than that have, have kind of lived to regret it. Um, so, and then we ultimately landed on, on West Village thinking that it was an answer to a number of issues, including field houses and football stadiums and creosote cleanup and, and, and developing that side of our city. It was suggested by the, the mayor's office or policy analyst in, in the mayor's office, they had tried to warn you guys off of the West Village, even as far back as 2011. Uh, I don't think that. The West Village was. I'll have to search my memory banks, but but we had uh, we had looked at West Village in in 2011. I guess we had. Uh, we had certainly shared some information there, but um, uh, I'm not I'm not sure when or or if they were warning us off of of anything. Appreciate that we presented a concept. We we sure. we, we we did not uh, have any idea that they would embrace it or. Not embrace it. I know at the outset they love the idea of of knocking over a whole bunch of issues here. That that cleanup, that side of the city, that McMahon Stadium, which which is an unanswered question, and the Fieldhouse remains an unanswered question. Yeah. But um, so so whether or not they warned us off of it, I'm not sure if that's the right terminology. But but we we thought the concept had enough merit that it should be made public. Well, certainly the big big challenge in the West Village, as you say, is is the land cleanup. And uh, you know, it's, it's, that's not as big a deal as people think. But, but let's be clear, Rob. We're not talking about Calgary Next right now. Um, okay. We're talking to them about Plan B. And, and, uh, and Calgary Next remains in the background. Uh, whether it will ever see the light of day again will be determined solely and purely on the, on the probability or the likelihood of success of, of Plan B. But I guess if, if we're comparing these two options, or if that's what City Council is going to need to do at some point... Obviously, price tag is going to be an issue, but I, I wonder, too, if Victoria Park presents the option of getting something built a lot more quickly. I think it does, for sure, yeah. And, and I mean, certainly what we've heard from, from the organization, what we heard from the NHL commissioner and others, is, is that time is of the essence. Quite correct. So is that likely to tip the balance here, do you think? It, it could, and, and the deal could tip the balance, and, and their vision for, remember, this... We're, we are a fulcrum potentially down there. We, we could be the most important part of the Victoria Park redevelopment. We bring one and a half to two million people into an area. If you want to develop an entertainment district, a cultural district, along with the beautiful Bell Center and, and, the, and the great work that's been done in East Village, it's pretty logical that you'd love to have us there. And, and we respect that. Um, and yes, it would be uh, sooner than later in terms of getting things done. So that's why we're at the table with them. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I mean, Calgary Next had a, a proposed 
funding model uh, that, that people had varying opinions on. But I guess that's a big question mark. One of the big question marks here is what kind of a price tag are we looking at? What kind of a funding model are we looking at? When when might we get those details? I, I, that's pretty much up to the city. Um, they know where we are on that situation, and, and that's what we're working through now and helping them understand the rationale for where we are and and um and at some point everybody's going to know what that is and and then ultimately a decision will be made so now does this does this piece of land we're talking about does that still fall within the existing crl for the east village is is that side of it addressed you know uh, it does i want to be really cautious here because i gotta be careful not to sure no, not that's to understandable. divulge anything that i'm under confidentiality but this document uh, yesterday was public, mm-hmm. um, so it is in what is called the Rivers District, and, and I believe that it is within that CRL. In fact, I know that, but but I would leave somebody else to verify sure. that. Okay, and who owns the land, you know? Is it um, the Stampede Board that owns yes, the is. land? Yes, it is, yes. What what role might the Stampede Board play going um, forward, do you think? They would, I, I think that's, uh, they have a key role, and, and of course they would like us to be there too. Very, yeah. very, very much. So um, they would have to deal with the city in terms of how the land situation works, and and uh, I expect that that's what they're talking to the city about. That's that's really between them and the city. Okay. From yeah. your perspective, how, how does a new building enhance the, the viability and the profitability of the team? What, what do you need here? We need uh, We need new technology. We need new configuration. We need an opportunity to uh, to have all of the entertainment options that's that's kind of the one that most people see um, uh, most quickly we don't we've never needed a bigger building and I've never suggested that uh, well, we I mean, need a, a big we building need a, we need a better building uh, one that has all of the kinds of amenities and a lot of people rush to think that that might be a lot of luxury stuff it's not it's it's all of the above it's access it's egress it's comfort it's Washrooms. Go talk to the people in Edmonton about <laughs> well, that. It's it's uh, it's the food and beverage opportunities. It's the ability to use it for community uh, advancement. Uh, things like the Junos and and We Day and and all of those concerts, entertainment, cultural events, um, community events. As I've said, so so it's a multitude of of things. But long term, near term viability. Uh, requires us to 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 be in there now. Nobody's giving us money. Let's let's be clear about that. This if this is an asset that our city, people like you or anybody else, feel is important to have at all. Most modern North American cities, most cities in the world have a gathering place. Um, if people feel that's important, we are prepared to participate. It'll be a public building. We're prepared to participate financially in it. And uh, and again, that'll that'll be really clear what that is. And I have absolutely no doubt that people will look at it and say, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Okay, but regarding the the team and how the status quo is is perhaps detrimental, as you say, there's not necessarily a big focus on on luxury boxes as the like. But in the arena you have down, I mean, it's what over nineteen thousand seats. I think that's nineteen thousand two hundred and eighty nine amongst the top in the NHL. So you can get a lot of people into that yep. arena to yep. watch the team every night. Yep. But what are you missing out on from from the team's perspective? It's it's uh, all of the ancillary uh, benefits that are associated with it, and it's really, other it's really non-hockey comfort. Events? Yes, non-hockey, but but also for hockey, it's 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 technology and creature comfort. Okay, people are not just coming. If you look at the Edmonton experience, there's as many people, well, not as many, but there's tens of thousands of people outside that building enjoying the 
the ambiance and the and the public gathering space, and we envision a public gathering space here as well. Uh, and uh, and it is more formidable getting to and getting away from the building uh, now than it's ever been. Uh, it is, that isn't going to improve the the snow load, the, the the weight factors for all of these concerts. So it's a it's a, a real multitude of things, but but over time. The aging of these buildings simply make them fundamentally obsolete. Some of them become decrepit. Um, I think it was uh, we were nine years younger than the than the Northlands Coliseum, and yep. probably we're gonna our building will be maybe that much younger or more than the Rogers Place by the time we get it done. We'll we'll see. We we'd like to expedite this, and let's assume it takes three years to build it. Uh, let's assume it's a year of permitting and different things. So you're kind of four years, maybe you're four or five years before yeah. you're actually in it, right? So each one of those years, we fall further behind in competitive balance within the league and other opportunities that present themselves and the ability to, to simply operate. Now, if people don't care about that, if 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 we're if they're ambivalent about it, I'm sure we'll hear about that. We, we're not forcing anybody. We're not pressuring anybody into anything. We just need a place to play. Right. So w- would the city own this building? I think they would. Uh, I suppose there could be uh, uh, situations whereby uh, they would prefer it to be otherwise, but that's that's really up to them. Okay. Uh, th- that's the arrangement at Edmonton, I believe, right? The city yep. owns the building, yep. team operates it. Yep. You yep. would envision something similar? I'm. I, you know, all of those are, are details that are under our non-disclosure arrangements. But again, uh, they're not going to be under non-disclosure for very long. Sure. Once and if something is comes to fruition, everybody will be made very well aware of it. There's also in Edmonton a long-term uh, location agreement yep. that the team would stay. I, yep. I forget, 30, was 30 or 30? 35 years, 35 I years. Think. Yeah, Would yeah. the Flames be open to something similar? I think we're open to anything that makes it conducive to us being viable and uh, and being beneficial to our community, you bet. Okay, and when it comes to viability, I mean, the NHL is a league that's doing well. Calgary is, what, the fourth biggest market in, in Canada. Canada loves its its hockey. Uh, the Flames... Calgary's a... Uh, I, I don't disagree with your summation or your statement, but Calgary's a very small market. That's the really the key difference, and Edmonton is too. These markets at about a million and a half. Yeah. It takes about 850,000 to a million people in terms of transactions. That's why... Uh, Winnipeg was so challenged and remains challenged, by the way. It takes about three or 400,000 people to support a CFL team. Uh, and we have both. Winnipeg has both, too. And they are mightily challenged on both of them. Now, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, different deal. You're talking three, four million people. You're talking about an opportunity to, uh, to do lots of different things there. So Winnipeg, Calgary... Uh, Quebec City, mm-hmm. uh, Edmonton, markets like these, while they appear to punch above their weight, uh, to to your point in terms of the league, they're very, very narrow markets, okay. very small markets. Well, because I think it's a valid question. I know that the teams don't don't open their books, but I mean, we there's the Forbes numbers we can go off of, whatever stock we want to put in those. How, how do how does the average citizen well, look well, at that question? Um, I don't know. We don't get much of a question about that. The value of our team to the community is what this is really all about, right? Uh, I, I think I think the community will make this decision. I think they'll make it based on on the fact that they think that we are a net plus 
in lots of ways. And it's not just people going to hockey games. Let's, let's be clear here. A million and a half to two million people go through our building here. Right. From everything from the Junos to the Briars to the Wee Days to, to everything else. So um, the uh, it's, it's really about, do you want a gathering place? Do you want a facility? Um, do you want a tenant like us? Uh, and if you do, we'll, we'll, we'll sure. be happy to be there and happy to talk to you. And if you don't, say okay. Okay. But just to qualify the point, is, is viability and profitability, is that synonymous here? Or are those different things? Um, well, certainly in terms of return on investment, you're not likely to get it here. Okay, In these kind of markets, um, you're not going to get a commercial return on investment. It just doesn't happen. Um, over time, uh, since 1980 here, there certainly hasn't been a commercial return on investment. Uh, the team would be worth much more uh, elsewhere, um, and there are other places for it to be, but our ownership aren't, that's not what they're talking about. They're not trying to milk something here. They're not trying to exploit something here. Um, they are the easiest group of people I've ever had to represent. They're huge employers. Mm -hmm. They're uh, very successful people. They're tremendous philanthropists. They're great citizens. They're good human beings, um, and they're quite prepared to uh, to not do what they need to do in their other businesses, which is exploit it to the maximum. That's not what this is about. This is this is really about a reasonable degree of sustenance, uh, as opposed to, well, where's where's the highest and best place for us to be, and where can we make the most money? Because it isn't here. Okay. Uh, regarding a stadium, if we're going to move ahead on an arena in Victoria Park, where, where does that leave McMahon Stadium, the Stampeders? That, that's a, a great question and a real conundrum. I think the stadium could conceivably be orphaned in this process. That's why, obviously, we included it in our Calgary Next considerations and the Fieldhouse. Um, I don't know the current disposition of the Fieldhouse. I, I understand it's still alive and, and has the potential to be at the university, the Operating structure, what that looks like, I do not know. Uh, the university owns McMahon Stadium. Uh, they're talking about some renovations, and pretty pretty modest renovations they're talking about. But um, when you look at Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Hamilton, Ottawa, with brand-new facilities, Edmonton and Vancouver with very considerable facilities, the commitment to the CFL everywhere is very strong. Uh, all public, by the way, all public money from a from a football stadium standpoint, we're, we're going to be the last outpost, the last holdout there, and, and that, that concerns us. Um, but uh, will McMahon Stadium ever be replaced? I, I just don't know the answer to that question. We tried in our proposal, but I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Right. Well, I mean, as you say, the university owns it. I think it's the university yeah. going to have to be a part of this conversation. Yeah, for right? sure. But for they sure. could potentially be a partner. Sure they could, absolutely. Right. And uh, who knows, maybe they'll take our concept of a fieldhouse stadium at the university, right. which is where they wanted it to be, the fieldhouse, yeah. and and maybe they'll see merit in that and, and maybe it'll happen. Maybe the creosote will get cleaned up now that we've brought a illumination <laughs> to it on West Village. I think they're talking about it. Uh, I, I said a year ago... Two years ago, if nothing else, we're going to illuminate some issues here and some needs, fieldhouse issues, creosote issues, stadium issues, event center issues, that type of thing. And I think that's healthy. I think I think that's good to bring these things to people's attention. All right. So what's the next step? Uh, more meetings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, these are productive meetings, I hope. I think they are. <laughs> okay. Well, we look forward to further developments. Ken King, thank you so much for coming in here today. Really My pleasure. Thank this. you for your interest. All right. That is Ken King. He is the president and CEO of the Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation. We are back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.